genre. Welcome to Deals from the Short Box, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the other voices on this show, Sean Mati, Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind the listener, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you read last week's books, or I guess anything that we talk about on this show, we're going to ruin those for you. So I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Our top story this week is Batgirl Silent Night by Scott Peterson, Kelly Puckett, Damian Scott, Jason Wright, and Robert Campanella. Y'all ready to experience uh, 10-year-old Casey at peak 10-year-old Casey? Let's do some fucking, get some cast up in this bitch. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Cassandra Kane Batgirl from the year 2000. This, this was... Uh, I, this was I this is my red pill. This is this is what red pilled me. <laughs> uh on, on Batman. <laughs> the year 2000 is such a weird way to say it. Cuz like the year 2000, 2000 used to just You remember those this, bits? Like, yeah, this such a far off fantastical place that's just now 22 was, years ago. Yeah, it's like you know, a, you know how far off it is a 22 time. years. <laughs> yeah. Twas a simpler time. It can get drunk. Pre 9 11. Pre 9 11 world. Special M and M's. It was awesome. Uh, there's <laughs> special M and M's. There's a a kid who's been shopping at Brave New World since he was like five, and Brian has watched him grow up. And um, yeah. I met him when he was thirteen, and he is now in college. He's actually at the new school up in New York, and he's like, uh, they're having like a sit in for all, like in solidarity with all the teachers that are striking. Oh, yeah, I've been reading. So about I've that. been like sending him little like. Okay, make sure you bring uh, baking soda and water and not milk because milk uh, doesn't work very well against tear gas and the other one doesn't spoil. So, like, I'm just sending him, like, little riot Yeah, and notes. it won't smell like shit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> wear a helmet. Yeah, wear a helmet, wear a face covering. Yeah, so I'm just sending him little, like, hey, That's don't nice. get arrested. Love you. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> fucking, fucking anti-Tifa right here. Anti-Tifa! <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, the the realization that he's twenty now, um, and yeah. next summer we're gonna like buy him his first beer, and he was born after nine eleven. All makes me want to die. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean that, that was my relationship with uh, with Eric, the guy that used to run uh, our comic shop. Yeah, <laughs> like I I met Eric when I was like I don't know maybe thirteen. Yeah, exactly. And then we both have like gray five. beards. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that guy doesn't even know that the Toonami robot had a spaceship. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know what Toonami is. Yeah, oh, no. probably not. No, maybe it's, maybe now. It's, that was, I, it that was, was back for uh, a minute, right? And, and for comparison. Very short minute. Yeah. So, so uh, Omar is this kid's name. Uh, he's the best. Uh, so he was born after 9-11, and I've known him since he was 13. I just found out Eric, who you were talking about, he was working at Brave New Worlds when one of our worst customers came in to tell him that 9-11 happened. 
I just heard that story oh, this week. No. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, to hear about 9-11 from a guy you hate that much that you have to see every week is just got to <sighs> be the fucking... That's insult such to injury weird, right there. Such a weird thing still remembering that fucking day. But, like, the fact that he was working there when I was in sixth grade and this other yeah. kid that I'm friends with wasn't born yet is wild. Time is, is imaginary. Yeah, I just, like, I just remember every adult not wanting to tell us anything, but every kid knowing something horribly wrong happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they we're going to go into it. Uh, no, we don't I, have to go into no, it. No, my my mom not. was convinced that Tallahassee, Florida was the next target because Jeb Bush was the governor. That's fucking hilarious. That's. What a world. <laughs> oh, God, mom, there's Zeb. one building that's over three Man. stories tall. I think it's we're so fine. Good. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. I, I miss was... Jeb. Whatever happened to Jeb? Where, uh, where, where is he now? He, he disappeared. The, he, he got, yeah. yeah. He, got, he got put back up on the shelf. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> Jeb, uh, Jeb, please clap Bush. The, the I just want to go back to a time where I had to like when, when I woke up early to school or for school or tried to get home as fast as possible so I can watch Beast Wars, man. That's just the, <laughs> the life I want to be back in. That's the time I want to be in. I just this love that great... saying that puts you squarely into old man hour now. Like that's <clears throat> I, I, Which is I crazy because like that's a that show like, was not on for very long, no. but I very distinctly remember that shit. <laughs> But that makes it's you middle aged. Because became beast machines. <laughs> Maybe, or they're just like the random Gundam knockoffs and like Zoids and shit. God, Toonami was a great time in TV history. <laughs> anyway, we should probably move on. Old man. Well, now that we've set the table for the two thousands, the, the year two thousand for the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna segue into my 2022 comic. <laughs> of just pure insanity well if it was last week it would be 1822 or whatever the fuck it was or 1922 oh yeah well no, the, I, the last issue so close, of RJ. immortal x-men is that what you're so referring close. to yeah <laughs> that was a confusing anyway, joke for people that don't know what comic we're talking about all right we broke rj it's time to start <laughs> i don't know what you want me to do with any of this Nothing. Uh, My pick for this week is Immortal X-Men number nine by Karen Gillan, Lucas Wernick, and David Carriel. This book is just, it's it's just, it's just sinister. (laughs) Just sinister. Oops, all sinister. (laughs) Pulling a sinister. (laughs) We finally get kind of like the, the turning point of sinister kind of, you know, starting to reveal more of his hand a little bit, not, Mm -hmm. not playing along with Krakoa anymore. By this whole issue is just him trying to murder the Quiet Council. <laughs> yeah, no, With he's he's really moiras. pulling off all the stops to just be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing my plan. Fuck y'all. <laughs> he also really looks like Jared Leto in this book. <laughs> Sinister. Well, that's weird. I wonder if that's purposeful. I, There's a couple of panels where it really seems that way. Maybe he's the model. Couldn't hack it as Morbius, so <laughs> just <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, this this issue is uh, Sinister comes in and Destiny uh, is just like, uh, he's gonna try to kill Hope. So Exodus just blows his brains out, and then he <laughs> um, resets and uh, well, we find out. He's got a, I don't know how many of these issues we've actually talked about in the show. He's got a reset machine that is just clones of Moira. Because yeah. if you remember Moira's power, every time she dies, the, the universe resets. So he's like, oh, cool. I can just have a 
rage quit button every time things up, don't go up, my yeah, way. He's, uh, up he to is, ten uh, for each one. Yeah, he has tied the um the thread of proverbial fate around the quarter and yeah. is just oh yeah uh, <laughs> dumping into the machine yeah. back and out. Yep. Um, but he also fully rec- I like how he fully recognizes like. Each body of Moira clone only has X amount of rebirths, but also he knows he's definitely fucking with some kind of time force that should yeah. not be fucked with. <laughs> he is he is expending um this power a little too much by yeah, something with all bad his is clones and um and, and anyway, it's like so- uh he he has he's had uh, five so far and the fifth one he created right before Judgment Day. So he keeps yeah. being like, okay, I got, I got a couple more tries with this body, but if I have to scrap it, then I have to redo Judgment Day. And that was hard. I don't want to do, do that again. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again. That was really I love, difficult, you guys. I love his comments about Judgment Day, because he wasn't judged, and he asked, uh, he asked bitter about Irene, and was like, were you judged? He was like, yeah, I was judged, and I, I failed. He's like, I wasn't judged. I feel kind of judged that I wasn't judged. <laughs> The He's art in this about it. is nuts. Like it's some so of this, good. some of this violence, like these, these, like these blood explosions, yeah, they're are great. so detailed. Well, he creates oh, bullets. Yeah. He like, creates flesh bullets out of um, <laughs> Thanos's granddad. What the hell's his name? Uranos. Oh, Uranos. Uranos. Yeah. So, so he created flesh bullets that they have like a gravity bomb inside of the bullet. So, like when it hits you, it's like hollow points, but for your whole body. Yeah, it just turns you into a popped blood balloon. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, th- there's so many gnarly deaths in this. Uh, yeah. The art is like really yeah. gory. Than most of them being sinister. It's yeah. been <laughs> fucked up, really. I was just looking at some of these. So yeah, he's like constantly resetting himself, and he made one of the data pages is him making a um a priority tier list of the Quiet Council, and then uh, I love like the a. Notes. Yeah, and eventually, like it cuts back to it multiple times, and yeah. it's he's scribbled over it. Yeah, and um, it's like all ten attempts, and like who he killed, and the, it's like version one. The drawing sinister. at the top is so good. It's just him. It's a sin- him drawing sinister, like with a one teardrop. Why won't they just die? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. One like, of my so, favorite pages so is uh, is Emma turning into diamond and then taking her yeah. fingers and like squishing his brain through his that eyes. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and the one he, the one he turns himself into like a space octopus and tries to kill yes. him like it's just, it's fucking crazy. And, and then each the- time they show that it's um it's Kate Pride doing the voiceover like doing the narrative and being like and then Sinister pops in and yeah. he's a giant space octopus. What the hell is going on? I love yeah. uh I love his mech that like gets like takes like three steps and then malfunctions and he's like god damn it (laughs) yeah like he walks into the choir council at a mech and everyone's like oh i guess he's up to no good let's just stop him immediately (laughs) yeah and he realizes that if he goes for the telepaths they'll figure it out or if he goes for irene she'll figure it out so he's like trying to circumvent all these different plans until he kind of figures it out by well the way he gets past the telepaths is he (laughs) creates he Clones a bunch of Xavier brains and mashes Dude. them together into a telepath bomb. And that just is this guy still on the Quiet Council? Yeah. Yeah. How is he still on the Quiet Council? Well, because he wasn't doing anything until this issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, he wasn't doing anything Ju- directly to them until yeah, this no issue. Yeah, no one knew any of this was happening. Well, yeah. because um, there's an event coming called the Sins of Sinister, 
and Gillen is in charge of that too. Judgment okay. Day yeah, yeah, yeah. he used as his kind of jumping off point. Like uh Judgment Day was kind of the the beginning of the wheels starting to turn for his plans with Sinister. Um, gotcha. Regarding like him not being a full ally of Krakoa anymore. I guess you could argue that that started from the beginning, but... Well, it uh, definitely started... um, There were a couple issues when Immortal X-Men began of Irene talking about uh, Sinister and, like, the ways that his machinations work and and also being like, okay, here's the timelines, and none of them... uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mystique lives, and in a few of them, Sinister like a bombs the the world. Like there's there's like multiple yeah. of her futures that she saw in one of the first issues of Immortal X Men was like Sinister fucking everything up. So what is Sinister's actual power set? Uh, well, <laughs> if you read the issue before this issue, um, he was a scientist that was dedicated to extending his life, and then he was given power by apocalypse um so he in the beginning is kind of like apocalypse where he he shoots laser beams out of his fingers and kind of has gene manipulation but i guess his his like real power is that he's smart and that yeah is his end game to get rid of hope so he can take over the resurrection cycle because it hasn't been super clear what his end um, is either i think so well yeah, yeah so the the issue this issue makes it very specifically clear that um mm-hmm. his main target is hope yeah um so i think we'll probably figure out more next issue yeah um but yeah that's probably a good Everyone's call always trying to kill hope what the hell well she's really powerful and is yeah, con- and is really important to all of Krakoa. fucking gets her this time uh, I mean, it, we can kind of, I guess, I'm not sure if Gillen flat out said what his main plan is. I mm-hmm. think um, if you get in charge of Hope, you can kind of, you know, get more and more clones or like fix the fact that he is stretching himself thin with oh, his resources. Oh, I wonder if he's got a Hope clone. Well, it, it definitely stops the resurrection protocol, so <laughs> then... He can and kill whoever he wants could... to. Yeah, he yeah. yeah he can clone people, but nobody else can. Yeah. So he right, can control right. who comes back and who doesn't. I think is probably right. the most important. I part think of that's that. definitely part of it because yeah. it's been pretty clear that he has backups of everybody. Yeah, and I think you know hope is. I they're kind of vague on just how the five work in like you know the nitty gritty. I imagine yeah. hope is kind of one of the most irreplaceable ones because yeah, right. She's the the one that can she's kind of like rogue but way m- more powerful than rogue doesn't she, she also she's like jack a power up all their powers yeah to, yeah, she, yeah they, she like jacks all their powers up to the 10 10th degree to make them more effective too right and there's so other kind of there's other mutants, kind of well there's other mutants that have that power to enhance others mutant ability yeah, like cortez. exodus is one of the yeah cortez uh, exodus does that too i believe but um yeah but no, I don't think as many have it as powerful as her and the telepathy to put the the brain, the soul into the body. Right. So like yeah. you I don't can... think she's telepathic. I thought her whole thing was she she has like power absorption. Like she can she has the traits of Well, she's the one who her. uses Cerebro to put your your soul back in. So she can use Cerebro. Maybe that's just because she she's... does now. Yeah. Well, but... she can take that power. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Maybe like, she's right. just taking uh, Xavier's power and using it to do that, but... Because before it was just Xavier, and then 
then she started doing it, I think, later on. Because she had to do it for Xavier. I had to do it for I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. They've all kind of had their turn, it seems. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to nail down Hope's power because it's kind of just all of them. Yeah. Well, right, and I think a big part of it is like maybe it's part of just like keeping it all together so it all works the way it's supposed to. But yeah, it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, she's, I wanted she's, to... the con- she's the link cable to this right. uh, this this cable. Game Boy situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Get that, it. I, that was purposeful. Okay, <laughs> glad we got that. I, I wanted to talk about also last issue because um, it's it's more of uh, sinister in the eighteen uh, hundreds, and it's like a kind of somewhat of a continuation of one of my favorite X Men stories ever. It's the further adventures of. Uh, Cyclops and Phoenix where they get transported back to 1800s London and they're like witnessing sinister experiment on his children and um, it is so good and uh, they talk about Apocalypse like giving him powers because Apocalypse shows up and you know witnesses this mad scientist and is like here here, take 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 this take this power this this vague <laughs> nebulous energy power um (laughs) and uh also it has uh mystique and destiny uh role play sherlock holmes and which is just the best (laughs) i i love it so much it was such a good issue um it was ridiculous it's like all my favorite things in one one issue (laughs) incredible but this book is is just great uh i it's really uh varied like from i mean there's kind of a main story he's been building with sinister but every issue is like a different setting and like a different character and it's just kind of you've got i've gotten so much out of the nine issues of immortal yeah Um, yeah no i feel like the perspective shifts even if it's the same story told like like this is kind of from Kate Pride's perspective of like and sinisters but like you're getting yeah you're getting different voices in different like yeah. Know, points of view, which is like which makes a, it feel really very fresh. Yeah, really yeah. interesting way to do it. It's cool to see Sinister become such a like just handle the threat. I mean, obviously he dies a bunch and fails, but you know he's always got all the the plan Bs. So I like seeing that he is still a threat like he used to be. Um, right. We finally get to see like more of just the insane. Uh, evil scientist parts of him, mm-hmm. so. while still being ridiculous and goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I've got one hell of a book for you guys. Uh, it is <laughs> Batman 130 by Chip Zdarsky, Jorge Jimenez, and Tomeo Mori. Um, Strapping yeah. guys. Woo! So this book, um, we've kind of left it. I I forget exactly how many issues of of. Zadarsky's run we've talked about, but the premise essentially is he's falsely accused of killing the penguin. Uh, turns out he created a failsafe robot for himself when he was in the Zurin Ah, like alternate, like his Batman alternate person. Yeah, it's, it's his alternate personality. This like this locked away psyche in his brain that is Batman without limits, without morals, without you know. Bruce, basically. Zerna is Batman Unleashed. So that Batman decided to make a failsafe in case Batman ever killed anyone. He got too far out of control. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, unless if he ever killed anyone or went out of control, 
went evil, Failsafe was would be there to kill him. So when he's falsely accused, the programming uh goes all fucky, and uh Failsafe is on the loose, and he's just kicked the shit because it's it you know designed by Batman. So he kicks the shit out of Superman, out of the entire Bat yeah, family. He's beat the entire Justice League. He's yeah. fucking shit up. Atlantis, uh, the the and most recently the Watchtower on the Moon. Uh, he <laughs> fucked it up real fucking bad. So. This issue starts with Batman falling to Earth from the base on the moon. He's got uh, 4% of oxygen left, and he's just drifting through space. Fucking sure, man. And (laughs) he... Homeboy fell off the moon. To Earth and lives to fight another day. He basically yeah, that's pretty awesome. He uses like the the uh oxygen so there's a ship. There's like a like a, a javelin ship that's like just floating through space. It's inoperable. It's been destroyed, but he's like, "All right, well, I'll get my oxygen supply from them. All right, I'm good. I've got 12 hours. I can conserve that if I need to. All right, I'll use the um the uh what's it called? Uh, Gatla uh, the the grappling gun as a, a propellant. Uh, and then I'll use this uh, the booster from the ship. He like takes a piece off the ship to use as uh, yeah the booster from the ship as a as space his, surfboard. Like, yeah, it's, so he's, he's boogie boarding through space. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. he's boogie boarding, boogie boarding through space, and he's like it's like as he's propelling himself through space, it's like hitting nine G. So he's got to like uh like boost and then release a boost this is release. such a nice touch there used to be like surf guitar playing in the background <laughs> yeah this comes up in like every space book i've been reading recently but like the fact that zadarsky incorporates added in, like, he, the yeah. he needed to flip and decelerate so he actually could enter and not be too fat is like such a nice fucking touch well yeah because you know you would be burned to a fucking crisp if you're trying to enter you'd be, just, you'd be going too fast yeah. i also so, love yeah. that he uh his suit is like he's like his suit the suit is fine but the mask oh God, there's is no like, question about it yeah, yeah exactly. but the the mask is like actually burning up so he has to switch yeah <laughs> it's fucking he has wild. to take off his little undies yeah <laughs> he takes off the undies and wears it as a as a heat shield over his his oxygen mask and that's yeah. a kink and which which also he's like yeah yeah clark who said that trunk trunks were a bad idea clark you fucking he's talking shit in his literally brain. using his uh outside underwear as a face mask to try and re-enter because it's the only thing that can handle the the heat it, insane fucking also I, I am going to use this as an argument for the rest of my life when people are like well why does batman wear his undies on the outside so i'll tell you fucking why batman wears his undies because he, he can fall might, off the moon and yeah because he might need moon, to wear them he'll on his face he might need to put them in his mouth <laughs> uh, also they look badass what are yeah. you talking about yeah it just looks badass but also it, w- without at one them, point, like, like the Superman movies where he doesn't have the trunks, you just your eyes are just drawn right to his dick. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't it, know why. Are you wrong? Make You've that seen no, it's because you're already happen. no, it's because you're already looking there, bro. Are you going to tell me. Superman I mean, he looks ridiculous? Come on, <laughs> I will. I feel well, like if you've seen a guy me. drawn the same way for eighty fucking years and suddenly he doesn't look the same, you're mm, gonna look where it's like the seek and find. That's you're like, right. oh well, yeah. the thing that's yeah. wrong is his dick. That's the thing that doesn't look right. <laughs> but also, <laughs> re- wrestling is more popular than ever. 
I don't yeah. think people would have issues with these guys anymore no, at this point. I don't point. think anyone's got a problem no. with long, long johns. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it looked, it's always looked fine. It was just, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I dig Anyway, anyway, yeah, this dude. Back he to also, Batman falling to earth. He, he, so he's trying desperately to not pass out and he eventually does. And then he's like hitting fucking like terminal velocity and catching fire. <laughs> and he just, he's got to use like the cape to slow down. Shit's wild. My guy fucking lives and he crashes yeah. in the fortress of solitude and he's just he's just smoldering and pissed just and like right next to him just like hey guys what's up yeah, <laughs> like nothing he, fucking he, happened he did all the fucking trajectory it was on purpose <laughs> like he yeah. like he aimed i know he just strolls in like he was like nothing fucking yeah, happened. And then, yeah i like, like how he just gets up like yeah <laughs> so fucking casual love it and and tim is like hey man weren't you on the moon he's like yeah i was i fell and that's and, it like and, and that's I, I was like he just I fell from the moon. Um. Uh, so yeah. So then we get uh. You know, Clark runs out there to try. Also, Clark's been like recouping from the last time he he fought failsafe. Yeah, now he's got a he's mech been, suit with he's his been in, red like, panties. A, he's been in like a sun, like a tanning tanning bed this whole time, healing. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, like when he died Batman's... and went to a Kryptonian healing coma. Yeah. <laughs> almost. It's not like that, but it's almost like that. It's just like um, that. Dude, and like he gets his ass beat again. Oh, he gets his oh, he gets his ass whooped in like the coolest, craziest way too, because he's wearing a mech suit. And then uh, Failsafe's like, "Oh, cool!" And then he like hits it's a, just like he hits a nerve like, cluster and makes his eye blasts go off, and it gets reflected back into his own face because he's. This wearing- is like the coolest version of fucking Dark Knight uh, Returns. Like it's also like oh, you mean a version al- that's good. It's just like it's just like that. It's just like that. Like just ramped up to fucking eleven. Obviously, like you know the Tower of Babel shit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It is Tower of Babel amped up to eleven because it's just like how fucked up is Batman? Here's how fucked up Batman is. He's figured out every way to kill everyone a million times over. But just like the way to defeat someone like Superman, like this robot does it literally effortlessly. Yeah, like it's just fucking crazy. So, so uh, anyway. Bruce and Tim team up. He figures out he's got like a, uh, oh, I, I hit a, uh, I, I put a dent in his armor. I'm going to try and get these nanobots. Like, it's not, it's going to reject any kind of, uh, like, virus. So yeah, he I'll tries just try to, to re-fucking program it. He basically. tries to reprogram it to have compassion, and it almost works, and then it doesn't. And Bruce, Bruce is like, Tim, it's okay. It'll be okay. And he just takes it, just takes the fucking blast from failsafe and he's just fucking obliterated and there's just a smoldering pile of dust next to tim and he's crying his eyes out and then failsafe says batman eliminated in program and then he just flies off but the interesting thing to me is there's the last page of this book is batman yeah. like dying in an alley with yeah, like rain because that's the down. last it's the last failsafe because he doesn't it stopped him but it's not, it doesn't want, he doesn't want to die, right? So he but, just fucking teleported him somewhere just like they did in that bullshit like years ago. Yeah, when he died. That's what but I'm saying. But got sent to the past. That, was, yeah. that wasn't a fucking laser. That was an Omega Beam. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, when Darkseid so, shot him. And he, yep. and he air quote, okay, died. I'm, I'm glad it was really obvious to you guys. I thought I was really smart. I thought I'd figure something out. Because like what I was, you. and I think it <laughs> was 100% intentional for Zura and for self-preservation. He stopped the bad thing, but he doesn't want to die. And he so, doesn't. And he doesn't want. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to kill even in the failsafe. 
Like, Correct. There's, there's no he way to stop needs, Batman right. without killing him. So what do I do? I, I send him back in time. So I'm, Or send I think, him somewhere else. Yeah. I well, think and, uh, this isn't yeah. a teleportation. I think this is going to be Batman stuck out of time again, but in again? Gotham. We'll see. Fair, well, it's yeah. not well, going to be caveman times or pirate times. He's going to be in Gotham somewhere. But is he maybe, in the alley where his parents died? Is that looks like it? He's in a probably. rainy alley somewhere. Is he wearing pearls because it's uh, a Batman pearls. comic, also, so he's the, probably in Crime Alley. The next, the next story arc is called A World of Crime. So maybe he's on an alternate dimension. Maybe or Batman, Batman never happened. Oh, uh, Earth I was thinking two, maybe Earth he... Prime. What if he's on Earth Prime? My, uh, my do we get do we get Batman? It's a Wonderful Life. Of what would <laughs> life be like without Batman? Or I, I was mean, thinking maybe he goes back to when he made failsafe and then he just stops failsafe. That is also mm. a possibility. They too. they, yeah, they talked about off. that though. That was literally yeah. one of the things that they talked about where they said mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like because it's Batman because he's like outsmarted everybody, including himself. It's fucking. And I like, think in this situation, being Batman, next... it's like, God damn, I suck, but I am awesome. Failsafe, <laughs> failsafe figured out the Batman's weakness is therapy. Yeah, <laughs> but my my favorite—that's I mean, uh, most men. Ev- Let's everyone's figured that out. <laughs> my my favorite page in this book, though, is uh, right before they go fight him for the last time, and he's oh, like, he can, Robin. yeah, he can fight Batman, but he can't fight Batman and Robin, and it's uh, them putting on their masks at the same time it's so good hell yeah and and they're talking he talks about tim too where like um yeah he's fighting he's fighting next to tim and um he's like uh dick always went off book and jason never wanted to practice but tim was always um like always loved the teamwork yeah he loved the teamwork and that's such a great like breakdown of like each robin yeah uh, yeah, so, no, it's awesome. I, it's I love Zadarcy's characterization. And I think part of the reason that this happened the way it did was, was A, I think Batman, like the, the current time Batman figured out that it's not going to kill him, that it's going to, that he's like, oh, you know what? I probably would have actually probably put Yeah, Failsafe hasn't Omega. been killing anybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's number one. And then number two, he's been, he had a dream where Tim dies. Like Tim is like murdered by the Joker. And he's like, dude, the dreams of dead men still come true. So he's kind of like, you know what? If I'm not Mm. like around, maybe that won't happen. Maybe I'll just like remove myself from this shit. And I also has a badass line when he's like, Oh, I thought you were supposed to have compassion. He's like, that was compassion. It's like, fuck. I also love (laughs) also the Aquaman line. The Aquaman line is so good. Where like, um, because Batman is healing in Atlantis. Oh, maybe that was last issue. That was last yeah, I think issue. That was last last issue. Issue. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We can cut that out. <laughs> <sighs> I like how Failsafe goes to Atlantis and just beats the fuck out of all- everybody. <laughs> like, without even blinking. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. This, that's what the entire book has been. It's, it's fucking, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's just Tower of Babel again and then done. Just cranked up to fucking 11. Fucking crazy. Because <laughs> anyway, it's all effortless. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it fucking rules. Anyway. Yeah, it's awesome. Batman's been fucking great. Loves the art. Yeah, and this art is sick. All right, well, I got a book that's extremely, extremely dialed into my shit here. It's called <laughs> uh, Hexware Number One by Tim Seeley, Zalima Scott, Scotto Lavina, and Valentina Cuomo. So this is it's basically we basically get uh cyberpunk witches in this and it's fucking great so, i'm pretty mad we didn't get this for the wall i would have read the shit out of this i didn't know about cyberpunk witches <laughs> yeah you had me at cyberpunk witches 
So we're we're in like some sort of I don't want to say dystopian future. I guess it's dystopian. I'd say I mean, alternate future. Blade alternate Runner future. shit. It's Blade Runner it's, shit. It's Blade Runner shit. We have wealthy families with robots. So we have this family. The, Jetsons. The, what's that? It's the Jetsons. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, like the sure. Jetsons. Just like the Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? It's like satanic panic Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have this guy who's like, he's like a, a pharmaceutical uh, higher up muckety muck. And then his wife is like a new age witchy, like faith healer or something. Like she, she's into like paganism and witchcraft and stuff like that. Oh, uh, she's into bitch. the good shit. She's, a, she's, she's into the good shit. She's that woo woo witch. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like this, this robot housekeeper that they're still trying to like figure out. Like it's, it is the Jessens. Yeah, more or less. Like she, she keeps asking if they need a sweater. Like there's even a point where like I I wish we could get her to do something else other than ask me if I need a sweater twice an hour. <laughs> and she's always like, "How can I help? What can I do to help?" But like they all, this kind of starts off. They all go like shopping together, and there's like a suicide bombing at- attack at the mall, and specifically against this his him and his family. They were tar- yeah. he was he was targeted. They end up losing uh, their daughter in this attack, and it like destroys his family. Like, and the whole time, this this poor robot girl is just like, "How can I help? How can yeah, I?" Yeah, just trying like, to figure it out. Yeah, you can't. You literally fucking can't. Like, like <laughs> fuck off. So they one of the things she does just to kind of like bide her time is she reads every single book that they have in the house so like about paganism is all like paganism and grimoires and and fucking witchy shit so she ends up summoning some kind of demon and like hit him when that happens basically basically asking it to make her a real boy (laughs) like a real like she wants to be imbued with a soul so it's like She's asking so to Jetsons bring a soul. Pinocchio. She's asking to bring the daughter's soul back for her family. Right. And but, as a as and the deal is, she gets a soul, and this demon wants to bring escape. Her job is now to go find escape souls and drag them back to hell as payment. Yeah, she's basically. Yeah. Uh, she's ghost basically rider. a ghost rider at this point. Yeah. Jetsons and it's the Jetsons meets Jetsons the ghost, meets ghost rider. Perfect. Yeah. So she like I we this, figured like, it out. This like carekeeper bot is still on like that one mission uh, to just help this family, but figured yeah. it out how to do it via witchcraft. So she's <laughs> gonna claw their daughter's soul back from wherever. Like it's wild. It's crazy. It, there's like a little bit of pet cemetery to this in a way yeah. too. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. There's a lot going on because like it's flat. It's flipping between like different timelines and shit too. Yeah, it keeps flipping back and forth, and and it, it does. I do did kind of lose it a couple of times I yeah i did a little bit a little too bit. but um but yeah it's this is like this checks a lot of boxes for me this yeah. is like a lot of things that i already really like all mixed together it's uh it's kind of a potluck of genres and it's, it's got, like, fantastic droopy body horror everywhere as she's doing fucking magic and fucking shit up like, yeah. there's a whole lot going on in this book <laughs> And there's a little bit of, of witch hat in there too, because like she's trying to learn all this shit like on the fly. 
Yeah, and a lot of it is like her talking about obviously she was a robot, so all of her thoughts are robot thoughts, but she's a person now and she's trying to blend in and act like a person. <laughs> so right. she's like tr- she's trying to like actually like th- try to think like a person instead of thinking like how she used to. Which is interesting. So this should be like a fun kind of monster of the week thing, I guess, where like Yeah. She'll I guess each issue or each couple issues she'll have to face some some lost forgotten soul and claw it back yeah to this hell is the more this. like uh the more clueless figure out it along the way version of uh damn them all yeah more or less <laughs> yeah very similar very different tone but similar like paths forward yeah i love the hell out of this this is a lot this is good this yeah. is this is from image too so Fucking image, always killing it. Tim Seeley's good shit. We talk about Tim Seeley a lot. Yeah, we do. Oh, God. Speaking of not Tim Seeley. <laughs> oh, we're getting good at the segues. See what I did there? Got Poison <laughs> Ivy, number seven. G. Willow Wilson, Atagun, Elon, and RF Prianto. Uh, this starts our new arc of Poison Ivy really getting back to her roots. Guys. Jesus uh, you are fired because and the, at the end of the last arc we as she was being consumed by these um mushroom fucking things she figured out a way to like um heal herself by killing and eating jason woodrow <laughs> Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, which ended up helping to her heal a little bit and also got her connection back to the green. Um, she got so we have poison potentially have poison ivy unleashed once again now that she can touch. So first thing she does decides, okay, there are uh evil corporations called future gas or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, future gas. It's like perfect. Um, very clearly fucking shit up. So I'm just going to go take the whole operation down in a week. Okay. Here's the thing that's beautiful (laughs) about this issue though, is that it really breaks down the ways in which corporate, uh, propaganda like digs in because it's not obvious to everyone because this company, future gas is greenwashing everything. And it's like, they got a girl boss CEO and then, like, they're, they're saying that this fracking yeah. technology is organic and it's the greenest, yep. it's the greenest fracking, which is still, like, the least lethal a, poison is still poison. Right, yeah. It's a like, relative statement. That yeah. can be true, but also still be bad. Yeah. But you're and, still and cracking it is, the earth open it's, and, and like, gas And her organic version of fracking is... Jason Woodrow monster. So it's like actually worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, but because also, it's also just killing people. <laughs> and and she took over a, a town that was so fucked over and exploited that they're begging her to exploit them because it's better than the literal nothing they had before. Well, like, on top of this- everything, like it's twofold. It's like they moved in and then all the shit they're doing is killing their crops. So the only way that they can get a job is to work for future. Yeah. Now. Because they destroyed the only other means of, of right. making, they probably a, took a, a failing town anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Sm- that's what all these fucking and, corporations yeah, right. do. It's like, thank you, Amazon. You created jobs. That's which literally also like, slavery, but it's jobs technically, which is, I always like this nuance of poison Ivy's character. Like with a lot of different the ones that really kind of get it right, it's like 
yeah, she is quote unquote self-identified in some mediums as an eco-terrorist, but she's not completely just hell bent on doing it no matter what. There is some part there. She's like, she doesn't want to fuck like ruin all this and fuck over this entire town. She wants to help people ultimately. Yeah, yeah eco-terrorism does not al- always mean fuck the human like right. element of like, like she has I don't no care problem what happens. killing like, someone to help people like, yeah <laughs> but she will not destroy this corporation without figuring out what the fuck it's doing to these right. people like it's like exactly is it a net good or a net evil is it a, yeah, let exactly. me figure is it, it out net... yeah right um but i do like how similarly she to a... the way that she got a job on the fucking amazon uh <laughs> right exact line. same exact thing yeah 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 this i like how this one so, she kind of just wanders so in like she's talking she's talking to these people like, oh, it looks like someone, like, ripped this thing apart. It's like, uh, you know, what, dude, are you, do you know martial arts or something? She's like, no, I'm in landscaping. It's like, <laughs> all right, that, this is, this is where we're at. I love this. Got him. But, yeah, <laughs> but then she just is like, all right, she just walks into the fucking girl boss acting like she's going to deliver plants, just starts snooping around and immediately gets caught. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just kind of has it a knockout, but. The twist on this one would be this this um woman Crawley, she kind of saw her coming, knew it was poison ivy and had a way to like turn her powers off, which kind of had because well, she's uh, also an acolyte of Woodrow. Correct. Because yeah. of course. Yeah. Um but then once her powers get turned off, the fucking spores come back and then immediately fucking kills that bitch. <laughs> because she can't control them and she was right next to them it's like well you just literally killed yourself because i can't control these extremely deadly spores to everyone but me (laughs) (laughs) so she's already killed the ceo of this company just by walking into the town in the first issue so i mean i guess mission accomplished wait wait a minute (laughs) is that the ceo or is that supposed to be poison ivy i read this as the very end that's poison that that's pam the corpse oh maybe yeah i read that as pam because the hair's different the hair's a different color because there is no hair black. she's covered in oh, fucking at the top mushroom. There's black there's strands of black hair on the last page no there's not at least i saw that no nah, there's Maybe that's it's just that's the shading on the leaves <laughs> top, bro you are looking at mushrooms right <laughs> it's all mushrooms that's exactly what she looks like on the previous page that's the thing. It's like, it's, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're looking at the corpse of <laughs> Pamela Isley and like, yeah, oh, no, what's next? That's yeah, she'll be she'll be back. Well, she's just going to get next she was an out of body experience. Well, so the next issue is going to be her going into the green and figuring out how to grow a new body. And it's going to be awesome. There it is. Fuck. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> we got that. poison. Ivy just going to turn into so poison. I was so confused thing. what the fuck you were talking about. It's like, poison. wait, how do you are professional comic book readers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is why we don't write them. We just read them. <laughs> We're not very good at reading them either, apparently. <laughs> Which is great, because I, I love Swamp Thing adjacent stories, and I feel like Poison Ivy is like a perfect conduit for that, for telling a similar type of story with a different, you know, still getting in that, that realm with the green, but from a totally different angle. Well, from a fucking eco-terrorist angle. And yeah, they kind of touched on it in the, uh, the, Rom, the Rom V Swamp thing kind of dabbled in that angle yeah. a little bit but yeah so it's we're great. gonna get some pam thing yeah pam thing baby <laughs> swamp poison i like pam thing that sounds like pam a 90s thing? villain swamp poison yeah it does, yeah, it does. <laughs> well okay right. here we are we've it's made it girl time everybody
This show just uh, exists this... to validate my taste in comics at this point, pretty much. Dude, we have <laughs> packed so much DC into this show over the last yeah. like two seasons. And I, I was even looking at the schedule. We have so much more coming this season. It's wild. I what have a couple talking? ideas yeah. for how to inject some Marvel into there, so we'll 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 keep it yeah, we flexible. Can, we can fuck around with it, but yeah, that maybe. wasn't a complaint. I'm I'm glad. I've, I've this is the most DC books I've ever read. This is great. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah this- so this is our main first main Cassandra book, right? Really, the uh, only one I think. Uh, it's the first one, at least. It's um. This yeah. is the first Batgirl comic. Wait, really? Specifically titled yes. Batgirl. Whoa, no shit. I didn't Barbara know never had a comic book called Batgirl. Whoa. Nice. Before this. That's Obviously crazy. after she did, but... Right, right. Yep. Yeah, it's for so, me, like, when I started reading comics, this was around the time that this was happening. Like, so I didn't... This is my Batgirl. Like, I, like, so, I ended yeah. up realizing that, that Barb used to be, but, like, yeah, I jumped this- in with this was happening. This book comes off of the heels of No Man's Land, which, if you haven't read it, is oh, a, an event that is so good, so catastrophically like important to Batman uh, that uh, it's like the one of the biggest events that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. So much enough. shit. Yeah, we should probably add that to a list somewhere because yeah, so much shit happens in that fucking event. I do want to talk about like it. Finale. Yeah, that could be a good. Break because I think that's like five total trades, including Cataclysm. Yeah, it, it is a crazy event in which the the team of writers on the Bat books destroyed Gotham completely <laughs> for months. Yeah, like yeah, like um, it was fucking mayhem. And uh, the villains kind of take over and. It's like gang wars. It's like each person has a section of Gotham to the point where there's literally a map telling you yep. whose territory is whose, and there's you know territory wars and people like uh, fight for uh, fight over them. Uh, but through the course of that story, uh, the you know Batgirl Barbara is uh, Oracle. And Huntress kind of takes over for Batgirl for, like, an issue, but Batman doesn't like the way she uh, is a member of the Bat family, so the costume is kind of vacant, and then they find this homeless uh, 17-year-old girl in the form of Cassandra Cain, and... Who can fuck shit up. (laughs) Yeah. She's immediately... uh, competent uh to gain batman's you know uh trust in being a member of the bat family just probably one of the quickest quickest turnarounds Um, (laughs) yeah but this series especially considering so they they find her as a homeless scene and she can't speak a word she doesn't know any english and that becomes she doesn't a big, know any words. Any she doesn't words. Know, she doesn't have language. She doesn't have language. And we find out in this book, which uh, I always thought was super cool, it turns out that the reason she doesn't have any language is because uh, she was kidnapped or uh, adopted or whatever by mm-hmm. an assassin who raised her to see body language as language. Like he did, he intentionally abused her and did not teach her 
any spoken to language to create the perfect so yeah so that the language center of her brain would have to be occupied with body language so so through the uh which is wild the, the course yeah. of yeah. this story we actually find out about her backstory um, yeah. and yeah. throughout the trade yeah still more to find out even at this trade mm-hmm. because of yeah yeah you find out a couple of things yeah you find out who her mom is and yeah yeah that's the big one yeah mm-hmm. uh anyway uh i just love how this opens up right because like you have you know you don't really know you know, oh cool it's cassandra came back girl and then when you just see this guy setting up this camera and then this little girl in this room of fucking thugs and just is like right they're just like all right go ahead guys try to pick up the knife and they're like all right whatever no problem and she just fucking slaughters a whole yeah room of them well effortlessly. they're like he's it's like, like special okay high speed camera too so yeah like, it's fucking crazy yeah. a bunch the, of, he, uh, he tells like the mercenaries like go after her with the knife and they're like that's a little girl dude i'm not gonna use a knife so she just immediately yeah. murders the first two he's like okay who wants a knife now yeah. <laughs> and she still manages to murder all of there's them. a bunch of issues that are intercut with like home video footage of her yeah just as a kid uh, beating the shit out of people or murdering yep. people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. and they kind of we. I like this introduct because like she's slowly just being adopted into the Bat family and working with uh, Barbara and just trying to communicate and understand each other. And then, but we started to get an idea of like her capacity to understand like physical movement and language because like they talk about like they're stick fighting early in the issue, and then Barbara and batman are talking about it's like oh you know it's like you know we were doing this stick fighting she was so quick and so natural everything seems so flawless she must have trained so much he's like she never learned that i taught her that like last week it took yeah it took her five yeah, minutes yeah. she was an assassin <laughs> she was never it's like, trained holy shit in non-lethal yeah. weapons so yeah but she I, picked I, up on it immediately on top yeah. of that so the yeah. the one thing that is immediate clear immediately clear from like the get-go with this character is that She's badass, and she is yeah the most badass to the point where, as a like a seventeen year old person who was living on the street previously, uh, what could just take down Batman? She's automatically at least on par as we know with Batman from day one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her superpower is she can beat up anybody no matter what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she can beat up anybody no matter what. And it's because she can, like, basically predict other people's It's almost like she can see the future. Like, she knows what you're going to do. She's not guessing. It's just, like, it's very crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I I really love that. I mean, it's it's awful to think about, but that whole, like... Absolutely. uh, The body movement as language is such an interesting... I'm sure it's all just nonsense, but it is such an interesting, like, piece of lore about right. her. Well, it's, all, it's also like it's a thing that we could never test because it would just involve torture. Right. <laughs> like, uh, right. It's, I it's mean, one of those yeah. things that like maybe it's true. We'll never really know. We like, shouldn't ever find out. I, it, sounds, it sounds possible enough that I can suspend disbelief and believe that it's true for this comic book. You know what I mean? The interesting part of yeah. this to me is that her thoughts aren't in words. It's all just like instinct. Uh, or like you know well she has no inner monologue and there are people have, who have no inner monologue right because there's no she has no words to create one right mm-hmm. i mean like she's she's a special case but like there are normal people who don't have right some people have it some people don't it's just like a weird thing 
And I've Which never I been like, able to, to even I can't even that. comprehend what it's like to not be talking in my yeah. own head at all times. Well, I, at all. I, I kind of like, like how that works. In here. Somebody help. I feel like I'm possessed by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it works so well for a comic, especially a Batman comic, because you have it immediately creates a very intimidating air around her. And everything, yeah, of all, confidence, all the storytelling, of skill and ability. Well, I yeah. think and all the she, storytelling in this is very kinetic. It's always moving, right. and, and that is and, where uh, the story is. That that's one of the the strengths of the art too. Is the art is yeah. a very specific style, and I think it captures motion really well. Uh, yes. the fight scenes are fantastic. And but, I do want to point out, uh, the style is when um, Joe Madwera had a stranglehold on on the. <laughs> Art style in the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, I love Joe Man. Yeah, I know, and I I recognize that I am a child of the '90s, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is so fucking badass, and like, <laughs> I'm trying to suspend my disbelief and be like, maybe I, maybe I, you know, the nostalgia is tainting me a little bit here, but this is my shit. Like, this is so it's, much there, fun, guys. There were there were two clues uh, that told me when this this book was written. <laughs> One was this art style. And the other was uh, Babs's computer setup is all uh, CRTs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I'm still jealous of. I love her setup. I, I want that. Even but even this like 1999 version. <sighs> yeah, dude. It's I just like that whole aesthetic. I think it's great. I want this. I I love Cassandra. I mean, she's one of my favorite characters ever. But I think she immediately like makes an impact as a character and uh gained a lot of her fans that she still has to this day because she is so different from all the other bat characters just immediately like she has yeah like her her unique points about her are so interesting just right away that and so different than uh any any of the other bad characters just and immediately I, like so strong and well we get a fully formed character dropped into the bad family as opposed to one that's kind of brought along with us so it's a very different experience and i think a very a, a good one and it's like you said it's very compelling right away yeah and, and there's there's certain things that endear to us in this book um yeah specifically like there's um she clearly without saying a word has the exact same moral compass as Batman this like unflinching like like completely instinctual concept of morality and well cuz as we find out she she escaped this upbringing so yeah. she escaped for a reason so she knows right? in her bones so she knows that something bad. was wrong and like yeah. and at one point you know like uh she's trying to save somebody and manages to not be able to save his life yeah, these and, next two issues I thought were really good. And and like part of it is um Batman says that it's a failure because like even though she did everything she could, we cannot fail because that means lives are lost. And she's yeah. clearly she's clearly giving herself that attitude as so I liked, well. I like but, the balance of both of this. Yeah. Cause like one, she shows how badass she is because she tries to help this guy. He gets his ass beat, she shows up, saves him, but he gets like wrongfully arrested. But she he breaks into a facility basically gets to his cell takes all the guards kicks a hole through a wall but he ends up like dying from his injuries she but he borks takes a, her way out of that prison yeah and she, <laughs> she, she ends up, he ends up not <laughs> all back 
Yeah. Fucking Borg. <laughs> she takes a letter letter back to his wife explaining everything, but since he died, Batman calls it a failure, and Oracle is like, go fuck yourself. If you call no. her a failure, I, you're no. not welcome here anymore. It's literally... And basically, yeah, and it's like, look, go she didn't Go check out our fail. Neil Adams episode last, last season for the Borg yeah. reference. It's like, Borg. she didn't fail, like, you're setting the standard, but like, he was gonna die anyway. But she but also I like how he, treated it as a failure without saying anything. And the way he explained it to her was good. It was like, look, we can't fail, no matter... She, he didn't put the blame on her, so like, I like the dynamic of the whole Bat team. He was more yeah. just saying... You it, can't do that. It is it's a impossible. failure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like you didn't, I'm not saying you're a failure, but like, look, we have, we, we can't fail. Yeah. We're setting and an impossible. The other interesting here. thing about this is because, uh, he was able to write his wife a goodbye note. He's like, if you're reading yeah. this, it's because I didn't make it. And yeah. because Batgirl delivered it, she mm -hmm. saw the wife going from this like tragic, like this this like she's breaking like she's she's losing it because like first she didn't know where her husband was and now she's finding out that he's dead and then she reads the note and smiles and that causes cassandra to want to learn writing Had to write. yeah like them yeah a lot. yeah, yeah it's nice. because she goes back to barbara and is like like showing her like the the workbook like you know like the elementary school mm -hmm. workbook on like how to read and write and it's like yep. oh now you want to learn okay but like babs doesn't know why that's a thing and and like it's these quiet moments you know pun intended yeah. that we get with her that that are really cool then we get the bruce finds out a little bit more maybe than he wanted to <laughs> issues well, i mean she was raised by an assassin he should have known right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah he finally sees all the footage of her murdering. being sicked on people and murdering yeah. people but not even I think someone points it out. It's like, look at her. Look at the face. Like, it's, she's just a kid. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, no, Batman, Alfred she's just doing that. it. Batman says yeah. that he wouldn't have brought her on if he had none. It, right. So, I mean, that's Or he didn't think that she was like, capable of it as well. He goes into this denial phase about it, too. Yep. Where he's like, oh, no, the footage must have been faked. You're right, Alfred. You, you, yeah, you, was I so wrong about me. this person? Yeah. Yeah. All while she's just gallivanting around town, just kicking fucking ass. <laughs> the, the, the um, whole the, the across the board. The subplot with these with these videos and these these films, it really skirts this line of like could be a very dark story, like really right. dark with these like black market films, but it's just violence instead, which is like kind of not that much better. <laughs> well it's just it's I just mean, the one guy it's, they're right. basically but yeah but they're basically home movies yeah yeah it's it's the guy they're that from raised david kane yeah. yeah david kane uh it, it in his weird way obviously it was horrible torture and abuse but yeah. in his fucked up assassin way he did raise her and he did yeah. love her so these are legitimately the home movies and she's the only one where this worked yeah yeah, so he tried to. He it also has things. a weird, fucked up, unhealthy obsession with these films. Well, it's because he lost his daughter. Basically, she ran away. Yeah, and we get they get to it later as they intersperse it out. He has remorse. They're watching the first one because Batman goes and confronts him, and it's the one she's like just like in a. She's probably like six or seven, and what it looks like, and like he's like it. She was too young. That's when I broke her, basically, and that's what. 
turned the moral compass on. Like that's what flipped her from being like a full on assassin to like something. It broke her too early, basically. Yeah, because she like ripped a dude's throat out <clears throat> at like yeah. six years old, and she yeah. she instinctively knew, oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, like as Alfred right. said, she didn't know what she was about to do. Then she did it, right. and oh no, that was bad. That, and right. Bruce that goes good. as far as to dig this guy up. Absolutely. To yeah. try to measure the wounds on his neck to prove that it wasn't her. And yeah. And Kane's like, you're a fucking awful detective. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously she's he's a like, murderer. He's like, Look you at her. saw the you saw the yeah. film and you yeah. still dug that guy up. What is the matter with you? I literally showed it, sent it to you, like, bro, come on. Here's the evidence. Yeah. And he sent it to um, him in in a fucked up way to try and get Batman to fire Batgirl so he could get his daughter back. Get, to get her back, yeah. 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 But luckily, yeah. Bruce has been endeared to her already. It was like, nah, fuck this shit. Which is good. <laughs> um, and right around this Don't time, we, we also... See- the, yeah. the other plot that's going on while Batman's off doing that is Batgirl rescuing this guy. Like, there's a bunch of people... This is cool. A bunch of assassins that are all going after this dude. And he's like, Oh, please, thank you so much for helping me. Oh, please. And he's like, he's like, hold on. That's weird. And he like puts a finger to her temple, to her, to her like forehead. This splash page was like such a great visual representation of Yeah, what he been turns about. her, yeah. her, he, he's, so he's a psychic and he reaches into her brain and realizes that there's no language. And so he, he can't read her mind. He can't read her mind because there's no language. So he, he clicks a couple things around and rewires some nerves. <laughs> And now she has an actual language center and like she still can't speak because she's never practiced it, but she has an internal monologue now. Um, Which he can read because he's telepathic. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks in English now and and she even like he's like, are you okay?" And she's like, I'm fine. Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) And then it fucks her up herself. Yeah, and it yeah. ruins her powers. Yeah, she can no longer read body language. So she's just like fucked and it's just and gets she, her ass still beat has, immediately she yeah. can still fight she just has no defense yeah correct yeah, she can't like read she never needed one mighty ducks three well yeah <laughs> just like that well yeah when you're that efficient and effective and know if you know what's coming you if you don't, lose the ability you don't to have to guard someone's moves then yeah. you then you don't have a defense anymore yeah, she never needed defense a defense was, yeah. she never yeah. needed it because she never got hit yeah and then immediately gets her ass beat yeah <laughs> Um, I also so, like that Batman prevents her from fighting metahumans. Yeah. yeah, that's like the rule is like no costume. and no mask and no costume villains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to be just like to make sure she's ready. I think. Um, but well, she's uh, start and part out of part of that training, part of that training was like, you see that that woman right there? Don't ever fuck with her. That's the only person that can whoop your ass, even when she did have the powers. And it turns out that was Lady Shiva, and. Uh, Cassandra goes up against her to try to just like prove something to herself, gets her ass whooped. And what did he think was going to happen by like this, that lady specifically? Don't <laughs> she can't she can beat you up? She's like, Fuck I mean, you, she, she is a seventeen-year-old girl after all. She should have known. Um, but yeah, right. But this yeah. is a teenage girl you're talking about. But uh, I I think the you know while she had her abilities taken away running into Shiva number one she's like what the fuck is this lady up to so she like trails her to a restaurant and then just like sits there eating bread and drinking water and then eventually gets kicked out of the restaurant because obviously um, and then Shiva was just there to also I don't we didn't really talk uh, Shiva's like the greatest assassin in DC comics like that's 
basically all I greatest hand to hand fighter. She yeah, the, beats the shit out of Bruce routinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like one of the greatest <laughs> fighters in the DC universe, if not the best. And uh, League of Assassins, like all that shit. Anyway, so yeah, she was just going out to eat at this fucking restaurant, but because she saw Batgirl watching her, she like tries to no. kill somebody just to see. She was no, she was specifically there to fight Cassandra, and she used someone that had bodyguards to lure her out because they basically said, "You people always need to protect somebody." Yeah, that's she what came to Gotham to fight Cassandra because she goes around the world fighting all of the best fighters just to see okay. what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I missed that part. Um, yeah, so yeah, that so she was there specifically to fight Cass, and then so just then she, because she, she doesn't have this ability anymore, she just gets whooped. Yeah, and, and then Shiva is very disappointed because she's just like, she broke like every bone in her shoulder and arm and like all of her ribs just fucked her up. And then and this goes is back shortly and, after she got shot like four times. Oh, yeah. Like a couple issues prior. And then <laughs> goes back with a broken arm and is just like, nah, fuck you. And it goes to fight her again. And I, I well, love she that figured they, out that Shiva has what she, she lost. has it and she wants it. So back. she was back to say, teach me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need. Also, I need to know how also, to do that. There's also some pearls involved. There's pearls. Of course, there is. Always pearl involved. <laughs> Come on, obviously. She drops that pearl necklace or pearl bracelet. I, I thought that was yeah, funny. yeah. Always got to be pearls to tie tie everything together. Yep. Um, but I do but I think love lot, this. That, these couple the, issues showed the heart of Cassandra. Yeah, and the, we get yeah. um they 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 come to an agreement. They come to a like a fail, you know, like a like a a checkmate where Cassandra's like I forget exactly. It's like okay, basically. Oh yeah, she one gives year, the ability. Yeah, one year from is. now, I'll give the ability back. But one year from now, I'm coming back, and we're fighting to the death, or you'll never have this back again. Yeah, and or it, or you can do it the slow way, and it'll take you twenty years, and by then you won't be the you know the fit young right. person that you are. Yeah, and so like she, the next issue, she's been training with Batman to get defense. And like the next page is her basically beating the shit out of Batman. It's like, oh, what? The, how, that was quick. She's like, yeah, I did whatever it took, just like you said. So oh, and, my, and she, awesome. even, <laughs> she even says, she says, uh, I don't have to do this. I can still study with Batman. Uh, Batman's method. I can be good enough for for a costume. I can be mediocre for a lifetime or perfect for a year. So she. Yeah. She has to get the, it's not just about doing the right thing and it's not just about being the superhero. It is about being the fucking best that she can be that she knows she has been no matter what. And, she and, lost something that made her special. Yeah, exactly. And she and wants it back. perfect in a way. And, and she, she wants it And back. she gets yeah. it back from Shiva and we don't really know how. It's like all. We don't know we how. We yeah. yada yada past that a bit, don't we? It's just well, they I reveal think it later. Yeah, uh, we find out later. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's like you know Shiva. There's a couple big reveals with Shiva different than than Batman's. You know. Yeah, that was so. one of those moments where like I thought I was missing pages or something. It's because no, I, I think it pages. was intentionally hidden. <laughs> 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 RJ's I, ripping the pages out of my comic, so he's not gonna. Read this. You, I I just love this evolution of her. Like we we learn about Cass, she loses this ability, but she's so programmed like because there's one they show her as a kid and then as an adult as a kid she charged someone with a gun and they just got shot she just kept going and then she still does that as an adult it's like you're fucking crazy <laughs> 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 i 
<laughs> but like you can't just get shot like you can't do that um but it just shows like her just pure instinct and deter like how she but she did it to defend bruce because he was gonna fucking die <laughs> so we get this really great characterization so quickly from a character that for most of this trade can't talk <laughs> I think pretty, she's like it's pretty great. It's, it's a it's a she's a neck and neck with um Conan the Barbarian the movie where he says like eighty four <laughs> words in the entire thing. Like I'm not sure who says more words, Arnold in that movie or Cass in this book. Yeah, <laughs> I really like. Yeah, I I loved this trade. I, I like obviously I think my you know liking Cass, but she's there's not a lot of. Cassandra Kane content, Cause, unfortunately. Because uh, after these writers leave, they ruin it. She becomes <laughs> well, yeah, a bad guy for like 10 years, and it's terrible. Which I don't... Yeah, that's such a weird thing. Uh, the I rest of the, the series is design. terrible. <laughs> the costume's great. I love how her pouches like kind of flip up and down as she moves. Like There's yeah. so much yeah. kinetic movement in this. And that, also the pauldrons. Her and Batman have pauldrons in this, and Oh, fuck I kind yeah. of <laughs> wish we had more bat pauldron. I just find it funny because that suit with the stitched up mouth is perfect yeah. for her because she doesn't speak, but it was made yeah. for Huntress and Huntress right. closes the mouth up herself so people don't notice that she's a girl and because she takes over the mantle of Batman in No Man's Land because Batman right. is, doesn't show up for a minute. And so like that suit isn't uh, doesn't didn't start with her, but yet it works with her so well. Yeah, perfectly, dude. Yeah. It's such a badass and intimidating bat suit. Yeah, it's, it's one horrifying. Of my the yeah, like, <laughs> like that would scare the shit. You see out of the me. like the the needlework over the mouth. Yeah, and like it's, it's also that's so very much more tight. intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> very well, tight. Of course, it's a bat costume. Of course, it's tight. It's also the early two thousands. Of course, we have to see each articulated boob separately. Well, like, like you, yeah, on. the fact, yeah. and you can see your fucking ribs. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is come on. Obviously. Yeah, the anatomy in yeah. this book is it's very and it's, abs. Yeah, this style, Joe Madwera. Just Google Joe Madwera. That's yeah, it's very <laughs> it's very cartoonish style and very the anatomy is very like. It doesn't really follow the rules a lot of the time. It's very comic booky though. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's uh, very stylized. I love it, but I realize that way. nostalgia might be playing a factor in me loving sure. it as much as I do. That's fine. No, it's great. <laughs> I thought this was great. I I really enjoyed this trade. Um, I like me a good Cassandra Kane. I love a good Bat Family book like this. That's <clears throat> still centered around the Bat Family, but it's really focused on these other characters because we get a lot of like dick content but we don't get a lot of like cast content <laughs> you said and stuff dick like content. that <laughs> dick content. so to me i think one of the reasons why no man's land is so like uh it's so pivotal and uh and it's just like no man's land is the big turning point in batman as a character where he learns that he can't do it alone. Right. I, the Bat Family is so important and so iconic to this day that I think No Man's Land is really the moment where it becomes the Bat Family. Because he yeah. relies... He, it's, I mean, the story of No Man's Land is essentially him learning that he can't do it alone and that he has to rely on other people. Um, but... I think everyone 
there's all these these people who are fans of the the bad family today kind of like x-men as a family uh you know grew up on no man's land and it made such an right. impact that they fell in love with tim and Cass and uh you know babs as oracle and like all of these that like that this dynamic changed him uh up until the you know the new 52 happened i think like it 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 stuck with him so much um and you see he's i think his characterization in this book is great because it's like you know as stern as you expect but also there's uh the compassion that we were talking about in the zadarsky run uh there's that there's these little moments where he smiles or he treats Cass like a like a new daughter like it, it's such a it, because that is the character development from no man's land it changes him also, so much like to that point there's a couple moments that are really fun where um him and and Cass are like finding criminals and like tracking down people to try and get information and there's like this one point where uh he gets this guy and he's like I'm not telling you shit because, like, I know you don't kill anybody, so, like, I'm not telling you shit. Why the fuck would I tell you? And he's like, you see her? <laughs> yeah. I told her that it would be very bad if she did kill anyone. But, oh, yeah, um, that's so good. You know, like, you, I don't, I, I can't control what she does. Right, yeah. <laughs> just the implication well, of, that, like, you just watched yeah. her demolish all of these people. Do you, are you certain that they're alive? Because I'm not really certain that they're alive. There's a lot of moments of, like, oh, Batman, don't hit me. He's like, don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> She's gonna. Yeah. and and like just her whole uh, like her vibe and like the costume is so fucking intimidating yeah yeah i think i she's more intimidating like the cost and all that like obviously batman has a reputation but like just the from a look i feel like Cass is way more intimidating and and look and and just like the 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 intensity of it you know yeah because you can't see the face so it's just like it's just adds that layer of freakiness and she knows what you're gonna do before you do it like yeah it's crazy such a great character such a good this was i i really enjoyed this trade i i I think this is the first time i've actually read this i I didn't read anything after like with the extended family after i read like no man's land so i really enjoyed this one it's actually funny because i've actually never read no man's land but i did (laughs) read this i was reading the fallout of no man's land that's a journey I know, I know it. That's a, it's it's a deep plunge to to dive into. So I'll get the there one of these. Two th- er- yeah, it's hard to find him in trade now too. Early two thousands is like my favorite era for Batman. It's so good. There's some good shit in there. Yeah, it's, it's just so yeah. I great. didn't realize I was so lucky coming in at that point. Yeah, it's, Batman is such an interesting character because he's you know people talk about how there's a million Batman books, but the he's such an interesting playground to to write books in because it's it, you can do anything you, there's so many different versions oh, yeah. of that i mean look at how different just james tynan and chip zadarsky are like just oh, just yeah leagues crazy. apart but equally incredible in my opinion you know like it can be a completely different book for two different people if I roll. yeah absolutely all right i think that's it that's all we got i think that's all we got to say about that i do also uh <laughs> I do also love just one final point uh, to, to really drive it home. Um, RJ found a quote from one of the writers and specifically how like how nerds have their value systems of like, oh, well, this person could beat this person. This person is smarter than this person. 
and like making the most deadly and like talented person a woman, specifically a woman of color, really pisses people and off. Specifically and a seventeen year old girl. A seventeen year old girl, yeah. Well, this, yeah a seventeen year old girl who could beat up anybody. This, yeah. this book it, is two this book is led by two disabled women and they're like the biggest badasses of DC. Yeah, like, no. and like to this day they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, like still are. Cassandra, <laughs> yeah. like that. This is one of the reasons why Cassandra. It, it's disappointing when Cassandra falls out of the spotlight because she is right so so powerful, and people just seem to forget that. And I don't know if yeah, there's kinda, been yeah, a person absolutely. of color on the Bat family up until this point, because uh, Batwing comes in way later, right? Yeah, way later, and like yeah. Duke, I think. Yeah, Duke. Um, um yeah uh, no the, yeah so uh, yeah, yeah yeah i think she's the first person of color in the like established bat family and yeah a disabled person as well so it's like yeah fucking yeah way to fucking just piss off every fucking white privileged male nerd in the world and it rules and i'm, I'm here for it we need more of it Let's plus you just like go. you just invent a character that's already at the top of the fucking pyramid which is even like regardless all the other stuff added to it, it's even it's like this person can beat everyone up go fuck yourself and then like you add all that other stuff it's <laughs> well, like, i think it's the just, it's i think the like I, I don't know why the whole like if your character is too overpowered they're not interesting like i don't know why that's a thing um because right. this is the perfect example of making the character purposely overpowered and then creating a story around her. Like, right. Well, I, I think, honestly, the stories are only boring if you're a lazy writer because, right. like, look at, look at the X-Men. Hickman took away all of the things that make them have conflict, uh, death and uh, fucking romance drama. And he's like, okay, well, let's make sure that they're all immortal and they all have like polyamorous fuck buddy family. Right. We, we talk, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like we've talked okay, about. Okay, so we've, I just... we've eliminated all of the, you know, same thing as like Superman. Superman, if written by the right person, can be the greatest comic you've ever read. If written by a mediocre person, it's gonna suck. It's gonna really suck because that person's lazy. You know what I mean? Like, you actually yeah. have to know how you have to know the character and know how to write them in order to make an overpowered character interesting and they fucking nailed it with cast so yeah it's happened yeah, with a ton try. of these characters yeah fucking 10 out of 10 nailed it in one yep got it in one <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's keep the conversation going in the discord uh join our discord uh we, we talk about all kinds of stuff on there we get a bunch of different channels we get a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different shows to talk about um and we like to we like to post fun screen grabs from the stuff we've been reading. So go join us there. Go hang out. Uh, also consider joining our Patreon. We got a bunch of uh, cool Patreon exclusive content for you guys to check out. Also follow us on the socials on on Instagram and maybe Twitter at uh, Last Week's Comics. Uh, yeah, so that's us. Uh, we're Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.